Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. to the third episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your hosts, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Each week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all 112 shows that we will be studying. Kate, this week is a big week. (laughs) Huge week for me. So big. So I think I recall in our first episode, I had said, whenever we get to this particular show, it's going to be like your mecca it is going to be all you this is the show that you sheepishly text me a long time ago or you said on a phone call to me do you have you heard of do you watch and I was like of course I know that show you were like die hard you knew it. I didn't um but I mean a little bit of housekeeping before I let you dive in one sure. For some reason, I've suddenly developed allergies. I've never had allergies in my life. I was brought up in the countryside in England. I've never had allergies. And I am very snuffly today. So that's it. Number two for housekeeping, I have three drinks next to me. because, I, And I'm in my cozies. Because this is going to be a situ. So my drinks involve, include water, obs, um, some tequila. Now, just straight tequila... Um, I haven't had, I haven't had a drink this year. Like I just haven't drank. A, yeah. I haven't had a single drink this year and this is going to wow. be my first having some tequila. So <gasps> I may end up like wasted by the end of this podcast. So if I do apologies to everyone listening, I've got some tequila <sighs> and then I haven't, and then I have probably possibly one of the worst drinks in existence that I haven't had since I was about, um, 22. I have a sugar-free red bull and i apologize to my body i apologize to my kidneys i apologize i was embarrassed buying it 
I'm so exhausted. I needed something because we're, we're recording right now at night and it's been an insane kind of weekend and day and I'm so tired. I thought I need a pep in my step. Gotta have the pep. Tequila's not going to do it. So I have my three <laughs> drinks, water, tequila, and a sugar-free Red Bull, which I would like to add is as horrendous as I remember it being. It's just, it's disgusting. I Liquid smell it. and candy. It just, it, I don't know what, it, I don't know what's in it. It reminds me, I smell it. And it reminds me of like sticky floors in bars in England. Like that's what it reminds me of as soon as I smell it. But um, pep and a step, pep and a step. I've got my cozies on. This is a big episode for you. So I'm ready, Kate. I know. What a momentous occasion. First drink of the year. I know. A Red Bull. A a Red Bull. I have three drinks too. I have three (gasps) drinks too. You do? I'm a beverage ass bitch. Okay, so I have... Water, obs. Got a water, obs. I have strawberry fizzy water. Lovely. Two types of water. Fancy. Always. And a Diet Coke and rum. <laughs> you know what? Rum and Coke. Oh, sorry, Diet yeah. Rum and Coke is kind of the same era as drinking like a Red Bull. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, this Taking is it back so... to uni. <gasps> we are back at uni. All right, should we do a virtual cheers? Yes. Cheers, Katie Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> to the Slayton. Ooh, ooh to, well, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go from there, Kate. I'm gonna let you go. What happened last week when we spun our wheel of shame? For anyone that didn't listen, we spun one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. on this network. Mm-hmm. 1,000 pounds sisters. And we decided not to even spin for a second show mm-hmm. because we, stopped. we, we mm-hmm. knew, we knew mm-hmm. because we already text about this show all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. We knew that we could fill an entire episode with just Easy. this show. Easy. Yeah. Kate and I thought, should we go for another? No. It, uh, what's the point? It, we need to have full time to discuss this. Plus there is three seasons. There are three seasons. Um, and I just saw the joy, like as, as soon as the wheel of shame stopped and, I, and the words came out a thousand pounds, Kate's face just radiated. There was this inner joy, this glow, this love, because Kate has such, you have such an affinity with the Slayton sisters. I felt like I was writing my thesis paper oh, for grad school when I true. took these notes. I feel so happy to be talking about this show mm. at length. <laughs> so shall i read the description of the show from tlc's website absolutely go and see how they describe it. okay the slayton sisters tipping the scales at over 1000 pounds combined have always depended on each other for support Mm. now in their 30s amy wants to have children but cannot due to her weight while her elder sister tammy is nearly bedridden The two are on their journey to lose weight, and things sometimes are harder than they can imagine. There are times when they feel lost, and times when they feel stronger than ever. But along with all this drama, there is a pinch of fun and excitement that the sisters bring with them because of their personalities. Perfect description. Would you say so, as an expert of this show? Do you think that that is a good synopsis? Well, yeah, because they included the personalities thing, which Mm -hmm. is why... I love the show so much because I really like these people. I think that they are 
comedians. I think they're really entertaining. They're definitely entertaining. That's true. I, you know, I had, even though I knew of the show, because I think if anyone touches near the universe of um, dumpster fire reality TV, they've heard of Thousand Pound Sisters. I hadn't, I'd maybe watched like half an episode, but I realized that I recognized them because they had a YouTube channel way before they had this reality show, right? Yes. Yeah. That's probably how they got discovered. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And I just remember watching it and I didn't really understand. I think, I don't think Tammy, so it's the two sisters. I don't think Tammy was on it a lot. She's the the bigger one and the old yeah old one so yeah it's it was it's amy's channel and then Mm -hmm. she would feature tammy in some of her videos she's had the channel for eight years now Mm -hmm. and at this point has over five she has like five hundred thirteen thousand subscribers amazing so she's probably making a couple thousand dollars a month off of ad revenue oh for sure yeah and then now tammy for the past three years has had her own channel and Mm -hmm. she has over a hundred thousand of her own subscribers okay okay and i mean her her video with the top views i just watched it it has like seven and a half million views oh so really yeah and it's a video of her doing her makeup it's like a really boring video of her doing her makeup yeah i knew it was like a a makeup based and i just i remember they were in like i'd watched yeah i'd watched a couple of them years and years ago and um you know, I mean, it's kind of, you. even though I'm talking a lot, I am going to let you run with this. I just want to, as an outsider who's never watched this before, it's three seasons. Um, is the third season currently airing or is there a season airing or? The third season just had its finale last week. Got and it. they haven't, they haven't yet gotten renewed for season four, but um. I hope they do. And I think they will. Mm, I think they will because the inclusion of all the extra family that come in. But um, we'll get into that. But there's three seasons, as as Kate said. You know, it features Amy and Tammy, um, that are the two sisters. They're like 18 months apart, and it's their story, their weight loss journey. And I I noted here in the first season we had um, Amy weighing in at 406 pounds and Tammy at 605. Yep. Yeah, so they are the people. They are the thousand pound sisters, and then there's Little Bit, which I am obsessed with that name. I knew you were going to bring up Little Bit. (laughs) (laughs) Little Bit is this tiny little Chihuahua. I I don't know what it is. It's a cute little thing, and they love it, and they're really good parents, which always makes me happy because I always am watching. Even though every time Little Bit, who weighs like five pounds, was on the screen, I did get a little bit nervous, but um it's the name is so cute they love little bit and it harkened back actually it's in theme with our um early 2000 drinks here um it reminded me i remember britney uh britney spears in early 2000s had a little dog called little bit so i don't know if it's a southern thing i don't know what little bit i don't know what it is but britney spears had a dog called little bit it does sound like a southern phrase yeah but maybe she's also just a britney spears fan i don't know maybe so maybe so so that's where we start off with the two main characters and they're in kentucky we should also mention yes small town small small town kentucky i did look that up kate you're usually the one that does like you go the extra mile you do all like research i just like 
skim watch the shows but i did look up there in dixon kentucky and i know nothing about kentucky um apart from jack's um on um vanderpump rules britney is from the his wife britney right in hell is um, from kentucky <laughs> rotten um, hell right in hell oh that was good do that do that again <laughs> rot in hell jacks <laughs> rot in hell oh, oh, that's, oh, a, that's a lot to cover so um, that was my only connection with kentucky and this place called dixon where they live i looked it up it's really small when you say small town america tiny i think what was the i had something here um where is it per capita oh yeah so it's dixon kentucky and and they do talk about and a lot of it is um does cover kind of their socioeconomic background and and as amy said she said quote you know we we were dirt poor growing up we didn't usually have enough money for food and obviously that Mm -hmm. plays into their food addiction things like that but it said from what i um what i found the per capita income for the city per person in dixon kentucky was sixteen thousand four hundred and eleven dollars oh okay so it's as it's a very 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 small town it's um a lot of people as amy had said are under the poverty below poverty line you know so it's a lot about just kind of struggling to survive and 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 um that's just giving it a background of that makes a lot of sense for yeah what they discuss with their relationship and i, I, food, think, I it's, think and the, i think it's like less than a thousand people live there yeah which makes sense too because amy's husband michael i her one of her sisters is married to one of his siblings so it's no. like that's how that. they that's how amy and michael met I was going to ask that. I didn't... Okay. Well, we'll get into Michael. Oh, okay. So, Kate, why don't you give us a background of the first season, who we're introduced to, what's going on? Okay. So, the Slayton family consists of five grown adult children. So, Amy is the baby of the family. And Mm -hmm. when we start the show, season one, she is, I think, 31 years old Tammy is 32 and then they have uh two older sisters and an older brother so the older brother actually ends up being quite a presence on the show Mm -hmm. they he Mm -hmm. goes on his weight loss journey too Mm -hmm. and um so his name is Chris and then uh there's also let's see Misty and Amanda Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. They're not featured. And then you see their mom sometimes, too. And <gasps> she she's in the premiere episode, and she doesn't come off very nice. Yep. Um, so this family, as you said, they grew up without a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to Amy and Tammy, and they're talking a lot about what, they, what their health issues are mm-hmm. and what their goals in life are. And so... You mentioned their weights, so mm-hmm. um, they're they're very very overweight, and it's really it's a it's an issue because they have they have health issues that relate mm-hmm. to it. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. So uh, Amy has high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, um, unrelated to the weight, but she's also actually legally blind. Yeah. Um, so so she can't work, um, mm-hmm. but she does as we've said, YouTube, she has her Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then her whole thing is that she really wants to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And she says that from the very first episode. Mm -hmm. And so she has a very uh, great arc on, Mm -hmm. on this show. Yeah. And when we open, I mean, Amy talks about how she'll wake up and ha- she loves soda, sodies. 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 Yeah, there's a shot of her waking up. She's in the bathroom. I'm not sure if she's like about to brush her teeth, but the combination of her about to brush her teeth and there's a, a sodie, which I understand is a, is a soda, diet or otherwise. And she says, and sometimes I have leftover dessert. And the hand was just wrapped around a big slice of like pumpkin pie or something and a diet sodi. Yeah. That was breakfast of Breakfast of champions. Yeah. It's, mm. it's a lot to start the day with. Yeah. Mm. And, and they're, they're like aware. They're aware that mm-hmm. it's like really bad. And yep. she's like, I think about it and I feel terrible. Like, why did I do that? Um, but if you've watched any of these sort of shows, you know, that like, it's not really about the food. It's, it's about, you know, the addiction and the, like, there's a lot beneath it. Anyway, we'll get into that. There definitely is. And that's why, you know, you hope, you hope as you're watching this, that TLC, the learning channel does actually venture into that and doesn't, um, broach onto the exploitation of these people's genuine struggles and you know Mm -hmm. we'll definitely once we go through this episode and we talk about more about what we kind of learned about them and we'll talk about the balance that tlc had with that and and how we feel but um you're right there's a lot under the surface yes so that's amy and she is engaged to michael as we've mentioned um and then tammy well okay michael we can talk Mm. about michael for a minute so Pauline tried her best not to text me as she was going on this journey this week, mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. all of this. But one mm-hmm. thing she did say was like, what's the deal with Michael? Mm. And yeah, my thing is, I think a lot of it is yeah. he's really shy. Agreed. Agreed. Because for those who haven't seen it, Michael is is sort of her sidekick like he's her he's her husband and her her fiance and later her husband but he's like he's always by her side but he doesn't really talk silence just a lot of silence but he is the most he i mean you talk about arcs what he goes through and who what you learn about him because i i think initially and i'm a viewer would go in and i was definitely one of them that you go in and you think it would be so easy to mock these people, to um, minimize their struggles, to classify them because of their background and where they're living and how they ended up. But you see that um, these people, uh, they show you, I genuinely do think that completely open your eyes and show you a different type of or person that you would ever expect. I think it, it's, it would be very, very easy for people to come in and cast dispersions against these people because of the, what, like I say, where they live in this tiny town in Kentucky. But someone like Michael, who you know is just a, a quiet, quiet man. Mm-hmm. And he loves Amy so entirely. And yes, you know, he's he he may not be everyone's cup of tea but he you can tell as you watch these and like i say it's 
40-something minutes, three seasons. This man is dedicated, the kindest soul. Like, he's mm-hmm. a pure, pure soul. And, so pure. Oh, he is. And, and, and Tammy, who is the largest of the sisters, is so troublesome and so um affects their affects their way of life and is so you know they are she's so dependent on them and michael just seems to just go along take everything in his stride you never you never uh, see michael complain about basic about being a caregiver for his his wife's for his sister-in-law yeah he never complains when you compare michael with all of these terrible men on like 90 day fiance oh god you know what he's Uh, prince charming uh, he's so loyal it is so true at the end of these three seasons i thought anyone would be lucky to have a man with the type of of presence and calm and morals as him i think he is a doting doting husband and has probably not had it easy in life you know i don't think he ever had it easy and i think he met amy and i think they suited each other so well he's just i felt madly in love with him i really did and and if you go if you want to see him break out of his shell a little more i noticed if you go on the youtube videos of amy's Mm. that he appears in I just uh, today was watching this video and it was like the boyfriend girlfriend tag or whatever where mm-hmm. they're just he's she's basically testing his knowledge on her what what's oh yeah, my yeah, fav- yeah what's my favorite movie da, da, da. yeah and he's a lot more comfortable just in front of the phone you know filming a YouTube video and Good. you can kind of see him loosen up and I I was like yeah I feel like I get Michael more now that I've seen this um, but yeah, he's completely doting on her and she's the star, you know, and, and he's, he's there to do whatever needs to be done. Oh, I love him so, much. so, so that's, yeah, they have such a cute family, a growing cute family. Um, so moving on to Tammy and where mm. she's at as we open the show. Mm-hmm. So Tammy has not left the house in six years at the, when we open the show. She was recently in the hospital. She's been in the hospital for three or four times, she says. She had a blood clot in her lung that almost killed her. She's been on life support twice. She has high blood pressure, thyroid problems, a a quote-unquote bad gallbladder. She um, uses a walker. She needs help with almost everything Mm -hmm. she needs help cooking cleaning bathing she has to just Mm -hmm. sit on the toilet and then amy comes in and like gives her uh uh what's it called like a washcloth bath Mm -hmm. and um that's where she's at so Mm -hmm. so when we open she's already just not in a great place and Mm -hmm. you just see this get even worse as the seasons go on she gets better at times it's it's a real journey (laughs) yeah it really is and i think that they're both at the point of i mean i think one of the first opening scenes is there is a because amy you you see very very quickly that amy is the sole caretaker to tammy and tammy is completely dependent on her and michael and um she's going shopping and the things that she's putting in her in her grocery uh, cart oh god it 
was just cakes and oh i learned something i i I have to ask you i don't know if it's an american thing or maybe it's a southern thing i'm not too sure i learned a lot of phrases new expressions um (laughs) types of foods question mark um what is this was something that was repeated a numerous amount of time a snack cake now When I think of a cake, I think of it someone's birthday or a celebration. Are they just what is a snack cake? Like a, a, a little a little cake. Okay. So a snack cake is a cake you eat as a snack. No, so right. It's but- <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's so it's like a little Debbie thing. It's like a very proce- overly processed, individually packaged small frosted cake that you know so it's like it's, might, it's the stuff that you'd see at like a 7-eleven or a gas station type exactly of thing. exactly because they yeah. kept saying i'm okay i'm really not i promise everyone listening i'm not going to attempt accents this week i promise so i'm not going to do it but they kept saying oh and you know i just but then i just had a little snack cake and i had another little snack cake and i don't and i kept thinking are these are they eating whole cakes are they so they're like little uh, like cupcake type of things in packagings that can go on the shelf for like seven years and then never expire type of thing i think exactly. i know what you mean okay okay so that and sodies they love their sodies and you mm. learn quickly that they they tell a doc <laughs> they tell a doctor or a nutritionist that um they were brought up to believe that if you had diet so soda um it would balance out sugar. So you could eat a load of sweets, had a diet Coke, and you wouldn't take on any of the sugar that was in the in the sweets. Right. Yeah. 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 Lots of misinformation. You know, lots yeah. of uh, factors going into how they got here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Uh, they're, they are at the point now. They they tell us they have done all the diets. They've taken all the mm-hmm. weight loss pills. They've done every mm-hmm. gimmick in the book. And they're at the point now where they've decided together to try to get gastric bypass surgery. Right. They want, they're ready to change. They're ready to change their lives. And they're doing it together. Mm. So that's the goal. You know, Amy wants to be a mother Tammy mm-hmm. wants to leave the freaking house, you know, like, and be more independent. Um, also, I should mention that, so when we start the season one, she was in the hospital fairly recently, which is yeah. why Amy is, like, making this insane dinner with, like, it's, she's basically making, like, three or four different meals oh for one God. meal. It was and, so hard to watch. Yeah, it's tough. And so she, um, she's like, well, you know... Tammy was in the hospital and she didn't really lack the food there. So I'm making all her favorite food and it's like lasagna and this kind of cake and this kind of cake and this kind of cake and this and that and the other. So, um, they are her, she, she, oh, and so where I was going with that. So she's, she's, Amy's telling us, so Tammy is going to move in with me and Michael, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, she just got out of the hospital. We're going to help her. And I found that interesting because i forgot that it was just like a temporary thing because she ends up living with them 
all the way until season two. And then season two, she ends up just moving next door. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had forgotten that initially it was like, she's just staying with us for a little bit. But mm-hmm. anyways, so she's living with them mm-hmm. now and they're, mm-hmm. they're taking care of her full time. And the other thing I want to mention um, as far as uh, caregivers for Tammy is that something that you learn in season three is that each of these other four siblings has taken a turn at hosting Tammy and taking care of Tammy. Yeah. And um, for various reasons, they can't because it becomes too much for them and like um, their their one older sister has uh, Misty has Mm -hmm. three special needs children of Mm -hmm. her own Mm -hmm. um so this is just to give more context on the family and why all the responsibility falls on amy because they've all taken their turn basically and when we open the show it's like amy's the youngest of the whole family and at this Mm -hmm. point she's like all right tammy got out of the hospital we're doing this show Mm -hmm. i'm taking care of her we're gonna get the surgery together Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like the background of the family and where they're at with tammy yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I think that you know you see this whole feast that she prepares for Tammy, and Amy is. You can see she's fed up with the weight on her being over four hundred pounds, and she's determined. As you say, they both wanted to go on this journey together to get this weight loss surgery, and you have to be at a certain weight to be to be able to go through with the surgery. So they have to consult with all these doctors. But Tammy, at first, you are she's so polarizing because you have so much empathy when they begin talking about their background and we should kind of get into that a little bit i mean they were horrendously bullied as they were younger they've always been very very overweight um and you know amy as i say i'm not you know she was the she was the saying that they were dirt poor and the mother there was no affection none and you meet the mother and she's she's you can believe it you can yeah you can believe it she's unnerving um no encouragement um they said they didn't have any affection yeah yeah so you have this terror you have such a pang for them because you just understand it must they 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 sounded as though they were so lonely as children they were Mm -hmm. rejected by people at school they were rejected in their family and so they had each other they were the two youngest siblings uh close in age and they had each other and um you see them so they've decided to have this weight you know go on this journey to get the weight loss surgery they go and meet with the mother and the mother immediately shoots them down she's just like you guys are never going to do this and she's a very odd character the mother she really is i mean i never heard anything about the father either did you um no they never speak of the father and Mm -hmm. from my research online the five children are by at least two different fathers, maybe three different fathers. Mm. So Tammy and Amy have the same dad, and then two of them have the same dad, maybe three of them, or there might be a third dad. Um, So, you know, there's different men coming in and out of the lives. You know, it was like like a tough upbringing, like you said. Yeah, so they had each other, and then they turned to food as comfort, Mm. and they tell us that this is a thing in their family their family history you know they there's a there's a history of obesity in their family and um health problems 
And just when you combine all of that, it's like amazing that they turned out to be so charismatic and like kind and everything. I agree. And you get, you know, I really want to emphasize as well that, um, it, it would be really low blows and easy to, to ridicule these people, but that there are, not only do you learn more and empathize with them when you hear their story, but you will also, there are, there's this way of, Amy can articulate herself very well and not to sound completely uh, condescending, but you know, her, um, Vocabulary. Scope, vocabulary and scope oh. of knowledge of things you know she was referencing like a writer or she she was she didn't know how to phrase um a a, a help wanted ad and she goes well i'm not edgar Allan poe yeah and they're I, not you know, stupid they're, they're not, not stupid by any means they may not be educated in the sense of formal education but they're certainly not stupid mm-hmm. um and they had a they were even talking about how much they loved english people I like that. <laughs> and um yeah, they would t- they just they do have a scope of knowledge that is f- that far um exceeds the very very tiny tiny world that they were brought up in. So I think that's that definitely has to be noted and and you you just garner a lot of respect especially for Amy for that as well. They're fighters. Well, Amy certainly is a fighter, you can tell. And they also what strikes me about them is their Amy and Tammy's yearning for community and connection yeah. with the outside world is so mm-hmm. strong that, that that's why they, they tell us that's why they started the YouTube channel mm-hmm. because they grew up in this tiny, tiny community and yeah. they have these outgoing personalities and they were like, we want to make friends. So they, mm-hmm. they're very much, they're, they're millennials. They are children of the internet age, you know, like they, were online almost 10 years ago making these videos and like connecting with strangers online and so they yeah they does amy make up half the words she says yes and it's one of my favorite things about her because she Mm -hmm. will confidently make up a word and use it and you know exactly what she means yeah exactly exactly it's so funny Hello, it's Pauline here and I am jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to first of all, thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our agents in the field. In future episodes, we will be including stories and tales sent in by you, our dear listeners, to give us the inside scoop. If you or anyone you know of has been on a TLC show, worked on a TLC show, has been a long-suffering PA on a TLC show, or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes, we want to hear from you. All submissions will be kept completely anonymous. Just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. You're amazing. And back to the show. They're definitely endearing um you change i think you know as you see just so them amy is already married when we see this she had like a, a courthouse wedding to michael and then they want to go and do the um she wants to go and actually have a proper wedding Mm-hmm. Um, this was all in the first season. So you're kind yeah. of getting to know the lay of the land, who Michael is. You meet Michael's sister, Angela. You get to know the dynamics between Tammy and Amy. And Tammy, 
you see the first glimpse of her I'm trying to think of the best way to really sum it up because there's a lot going on as we've said I mean she she relies she's so codependent on Amy and Amy evidently you know there's so much jealousy there Amy was is, is smaller than her and has been she's married she has goals and Tammy you see is just terrified you see, that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is there's so much fear there there's fear that she would get thin and then she wouldn't know what to do with her life there's fear that she's going to die if she doesn't get Amy to help her there's the fear that Amy's going to actually have a child and abandon her and mm-hmm. it's all of this so there is this seething anger between underneath um tammy and not so much underneath all the time it ex- she explains that when amy's you know she's so um uh, earnest about let's try and exercise and she buys this stuff to just try and do because there's barely any mobility with tammy barely any so yeah. it's like sitting trying to do some exercises and tammy just there's just nothing like she gives nothing so you start to get really annoyed as you see this dynamic going on well i did anyway because it's just ridiculous it's like you know you have someone that's helping you let's get some motivation but it's like zero i think that's a common i think that's a common feeling among the viewers of the show is Mm -hmm. this frustration that you feel watching tammy do nothing about seemingly do nothing Mm -hmm. about her situation Mm -hmm. and what I try to remember is that she is full of fear and she's frozen in fear she's paralyzed Mm -hmm. by it Mm -hmm. and she's also depressed because of her situation and who wouldn't be you know she's she's got she's got these health issues she's got her whole family supporting her yes but also on her case about it constantly so then she gets annoyed which, of mm-hmm. course, they're on her case, but, like, I think sometimes, like, because you see in later seasons, she's like, oh, I just wanted to do something fun to, like, think about something else mm. for once and be happy for once because her whole life is consumed by the anxiety and depression surrounding her condition, her, it's, it's her illnesses. It's vicious. And her, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, a vicious cycle. Yeah. vicious cycle. But ultimately, it comes down to her. And let's right, not forget, I right. mean, what we're seeing as well is a show about two super morbidly obese people. So, you know, the family is going to be filmed talking about their obesity constantly because that's what the show is. Of course, but, yeah. I mean, it's not... I, I had I text Kate like a little bit at the beginning. I was like, well, this is tough to watch. This is kind of dark. And you were like, just there is some brevity in it. There are some... There are not bre- There's some levity in it. And so we were kind of going through and we did get to... Um, the bachelorette party so amy (laughs) so amy wanted you know they were throwing this bachelorette party because she was going to have a a proper wedding as opposed to the courthouse more traditional one and um they decided to get that oh no they decided to go to a winery and uh in dixon kentucky or near dixon kentucky and the famous wineries of dixon kentucky (laughs) everyone knows that and so they go there decked out in the, you know, the veil and all of that, the kind of uniform you want to have when you're meeting some sommeliers and, <laughs> um, in Kentucky. And they go to this winery and they, you know, Amy says, I've never had wine before. So you're like, okay, okay. So they go there and this, you know, dashing 
older French, I think he was actually the sommelier, comes out and says, you know, this is, uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing any accents, um, comes out and is like, you know, this is this type of wine and this is drier. And Amy does ask for the wine to be poured into a plastic cup with a plastic penis straw, um, <laughs> which she has the wine out of. And um, so I, what I was really fascinated is, is how in God's name did this French sommelier end up in the middle of Kentucky? I want to know his story. I want to know who this guy is, how he came to America, and why he ended up in Kentucky. I am desperate for TLC to do a spin-off of that French dude in the Kentucky winery. And you know what? I'm saying this, and by the time this, this, this podcast comes out, there probably will be a spin-off show of that guy because there's so much shit on this uh, on this channel that there probably will be. I desperately want to know his story. So they're there and there's like this charcuterie and it was all a bit perplexing for them, but that's okay. It was um, Tammy, we should say it was Tammy, Amy, and then Michael's sister, Angela. So then they go back to their house and they just, oh, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. No one wanted to see it. They were like, oh, we've got someone coming in. And then she's handed like a load of ones. And you're like, please, please, no, please, no. <laughs> and out comes a stripper. Now, I use that term very, very loosely. <laughs> it's a, um, a very pale gentleman that comes in in a doctor, in like a lab coat and i think it's a pa my whole theory at the end of this was like it was a pa on set and they were like look we need someone to do this to film it and some poor dude was like Fuck, i'll do it then because he walks into the living room and i swear you could see like his mic pack i swear you could just see <laughs> they're like they're like come on come on jeff we'll give you an extra 50 bucks for the day he's like Fine. Fuck. So you see him and he just stands in front of them and he doesn't really know how to move and he takes off this lab coat and he's he's so awkward and he's not I mean he was not a stripper. I, I don't know I really do think it was a crew member and he kind of gyrates a little bit and then everyone's super super awkward and then they he, they like throw the ones at him and this is all in their living room, by the way. And they throw the ones at him. And then he just walks off. Like, it's like music. Oh, no, he pulls out, he pulls out like his phone. That's what he does at the beginning. He pulls out his phone to play the music to dance to. And then um, it finishes. And he literally just grabs his lab coat and just walks out the room. And I'm thinking, well, if he's a stripper, he definitely would have picked up that money. That's stripper 101. So it was, <laughs> it was Jeff the PA. So that was painful to watch that was poor harsh. poor little bit i know a little bit little bit terrified <laughs> poor, poor little bit i love little bit poor little bit so that was the bachelorette party so fun was had by all especially jeff the pa and uh, the french sommelier and then um we get to the wedding day it's the next morning mm-hmm. and you see michael and he's you haven't really heard michael say anything so far but Oh, you just know he loves... Oh, it's just, I just love him. I think everybody... I'm sure this is a consensus for everyone that watches this show. He's just a good man. You know he works, but you don't... I, it's never mentioned where he works, but he definitely... He has a job. Um, 
so it gets to the wedding morning and this was really sad this mother um said she was gonna come and then you just see um amy crying on the kitchen table because the mother just wasn't coming to the wedding it was really sad. She told her, like, the morning that she just wasn't going to come. I don't even know her excuse was. She wasn't feeling well or something. Yeah, the mom's kind of a piece of work. She's That's being very, very kind. I mean, she's yeah. cruel. She's just cruel. Yeah. And Amy, you look at her and you think, you know, this girl has had it so tough. And she's she's she seems a very a light, a light soul for, for probably what she's endured. And her outlook is positive. And she sat there and she... And I thought their wedding was beautiful as well. It was outside and they had some some family members there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like it was lovely. But she's like, I just wanted my mum to come. And the mother couldn't be asked to even turn up. It was really sad. Yeah. yeah. But it was lovely for her, I think, at least. Apart from that mother, she seemed to have a lovely wedding. And Tammy seemed nice as well mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. it. So... You know, that that was good. That was because good. there is, yes, as you mentioned before, there is always sort of this tension. You can see Tammy mm. feeling between being incredibly happy for her sister and also being very jealous that she's far away from having this herself. Uh, very far away. And the more Amy gets closer and achieves these milestones in life, Tammy just sees herself getting further away. So instead of trying to do something to increase her chances of having that that she so desperately wants she just goes the other way into self-pity and um bitterness bitterness. lashes out Mm -hmm. she's very mean um so the wedding goes beautifully and it was really nice little bit was the ring bearer and um oh just a little bit oh kate whatever you do i know you've done your research if little bit has passed on, please don't tell me at the end of this episode. Okay. I can't. I, I no, don't want to. Little okay. bit's little bit's fine, as oh, far as I God. know. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um. So then, of course, they're going in for their weigh-ins to do um for surgery because I guess that you know they've been trying to. There's been scenes of them getting rid of stuff in their fridge and getting healthier food in, and they're going mm-hmm. to the doctors um, that deal with the weight loss surgery, and they go in and you know my notes here are kind of vague but i know that they went in and i remember uh amy had done very well mm-hmm. and was allowed to have surgery i think this was all in the first season yeah it was it was this is sort of where we end the first season is oh. amy gets approved amy yes. gets approved for the surgery and gets the surgery yeah and she has to tell tammy yes hey because tammy doesn't get approved because yeah. The other thing, if you, I mean, if you've seen 600 pound life with Dr. Now and like you've seen these types of shows, another thing that the doctors that are going to be performing these surgeries want to see is that the person they're going to perform the surgery on is at the point where they're committed and mm-hmm. willing and able to put in the work and lose and, and change their lifestyle to drop some pounds. So right. they they will tell you like, okay, you need to lose 50 pounds and get to X, Y, Z weight. And then you'll get approved because, and that becomes a huge issue for Tammy throughout the seasons because she keeps going to the doctor visits and not, not making any effort. She either has stayed the same or gained. So anyways, Tammy doesn't get approved. Amy does. Mm -hmm. Amy ends up getting the surgery 
well, and losing just, 100 pounds. She does. I just want to interject one dark scene. There are a oh, lot yeah. of dark scenes. But there's one scene where they, they go to this doctor. Doctor says, yes, you're good, Amy, Tammy. No, you're not. And they come out in their waiting room. And Amy is just like asking her, did you get approved? And she obviously says no. And you see Tammy revert. I mean, revert back to a child. She puts her fingers in her ears to not hear what Amy's saying. And I'm like, there is so much there to unpack. Like that childhood regression, you know, into yeah. kind of protection. That that was horrible. And then, then you see, you know, she's she's like, well, she, all the the mani- I mean, Tammy's completely manipulative. She said to Amy, I well, if I got approved and you didn't, I wouldn't have the surgery without you. And it's like, don't try that. Don't try that. Amy's working to change her life. And so Amy has the surgery and you see her waiting to get the surgery. She's in the, um, in the hospital and she's crying. And it was really, really touching. I, I don't know if I was just super emotional when I was watching this, but I wanted to cry. And there was a point where Amy said, and of course, Michael, right by her side, of course. holding her hand. But she was crying and she just said, I wish my mummy was here. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, that was hard for me. That was hard because that woman just told, as they said, told them their entire life they were never going to really do anything. They were never going to drop the weight. They were never going to achieve anything. There was no comfort. There was no warmth. And yeah. I, just, when she said that, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to cry. Um, yeah. But she has the surgery. And you say she loses, what was it, 100, Kate? At least 100, yeah. Yeah. She... She drops a bunch of weight and um, she, let's see, I don't want to misspeak on which season this happens. It all kinds of runs, runs together, but that's one, that's the end of one. And then season two begins with the, right. Yes. Yeah. That's Mm. the end of one. So, so Amy goes down, so she goes down from a little over 400 pounds to mm-hmm. down down to a little over 300 and then i think when we start season two she's actually in the 200 pound she range is. yeah 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 she um is. and then meanwhile tammy is around 600 pounds at this point <sighs> she's okay. not doing well yeah. so so let's uh start see- so season two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. premieres okay it's COVID has hit. I was yep. like, oh my God, I've seen two seasons of this show during uh, the pandemic. Mm. I forgot. I forgot about it, that. So um, it's uh, COVID has hit. It's been four months since Amy has had the surgery. She now weighs 282. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Tammy did get down to 550 and wasn't using the walker. So in between seasons, she did make a little progress. But as we open season two, she's like, well, COVID hit. And, you know, Uh, I've been slacking. So she's Mm. probably, you know, she's kind of lost her progress. Um, And Tammy has moved next door to Amy. Um, I think it's like a duplex or something they call it a duplex okay okay yeah yeah. so it's a duplex and so they're right next door so amy is still right there to be at tammy's beck and call yeah really um so big news we find out that Mm. so amy has been having i guess when you get this we learn on the learning channel Mm -hmm. that when you have this surgery you can have a lot of gas and you can become constipated and you know, things like that. So, um, 
Amy goes to the hospital because she hasn't been able to have a bowel movement. She's in pain and finds out they do a pregnancy test before she gets the x-ray. She mm. finds out she's pregnant. Da, da, da. Four months after her surgery. Was? Oh, four months. Oh, I thought she said she was four months pregnant. Yeah, four oh, months no, after no, no, surgery. No, no. Four months after yeah. the surgery. The doctor had advised the doctor advised her and Michael to not get pregnant for two years yeah. following the surgery because it can be dangerous. He was saying it can be dangerous for the baby. It's a high risk pregnancy if you, mm-hmm. if you do that. So mm-hmm. she's pregnant. Mm. And, um, so it's, it's exciting because it's her dream, but it's yeah. also kind of scary. Cause it's like, Oh, you just had surgery and you know, I know. And, and Michael seems so happy. You see her telling him in the car and they're both really, really happy. Um, yeah. first time I have an issue with Michael though, because you see his fingernails. <laughs> I don't know if you've caught that, but I one, of, catch it. one of my biggest fears, well, I've, here, here, here are my fears. Okay. In life one rats and mice two heights three men with long fingernails it makes me physically ill and he put his hand on something and i saw those fingernails and there was there was nausea there was nausea and i had to turn away it was a lot it was a lot so michael i that was that was hard to watch and the constant bra straps can we talk about that i mean look yeah i don't know what it's like to be 400 500 pounds and try and get clothes to fit you but it seems it was very a la um um hello what's what's the from 90 day angela from 90 day fiance (laughs) you know it it was they were very similar to me those similar aesthetic yeah similar aesthetic you know apart from the cigarettes and the bra but it was just constantly spaghetti strap tops with very thick wide bra straps showing underneath and Mm -hmm. it was deeply unpleasant and there was a lot of that but look they're in they're in the they're in the south yeah 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 Yeah. it's hot it's hot that combined with michael's fingernails it was hard for me for a couple of episodes but i i got through it i persevered for this podcast proud of Um, you thanks um and then you see, she tells, obviously, Tammy she's pregnant, and <laughs> that didn't go down well. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Tammy's like, well, <laughs> well, I'm happy for you, but, I mean, and, and her concern is legit, I mean, because she, she was told by the doctor, wait two years, but, you know, she's, like, not exactly... She was a goddamn bitch to her when she told her she was yeah. pregnant. And Amy just always responds with such grace. Yes. You know, she she has always... she has the patience of a saint. Oh, that's why she's an amazing mother. That's why yeah. she's an amazing mother. So we see basically, you know, this is this is going to be such a monstrous change because now Tammy's not a priority. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the baby. So you see them getting excited about all of that and any every time they inch closer to the birth of the baby and any constant any talk about it you just see Tammy getting what her behavior gets so bad in this season. I mean, it was really hard to watch. I mean, I'm trying to look at my notes here. Um, oh, there was something, you know, when, it, okay, there were quite, this is what, this is why if you're listening to this and thinking, why would I ever watch three seasons of 
thousand pound sisters it sounds ridiculous it sounds like gratuitous it sounds and sure there's a lot of that but there was many moments i cried or nearly cried in the in these um in this show and one of them another one was the level of innocence sweet kind amy there was a point where she was at the the doctors getting an ultrasound and as innocently and as genuinely as anyone has ever spoken these words she said does the baby ever feel cold and i just that hit me that hit me in a way that was just so beautiful and the doctor you could see just kind of smiled and said it's okay he's really cozy inside there with you and she's like oh okay it was just a heart of gold yeah i was like you've got me for life amy it was so sweet and then you go to tammy and she's like what's going on bitch (laughs) (laughs) that's my other favorite part of this show is that they the whole family all the siblings just call each other bitch constantly you love that oh yeah (laughs) my mom and i watch this show together every week we watch it together in bed and that's so nice yeah and we now have adopted that and we call each other bitch and just (laughs) any show that like gives me context to like call my mom a bitch in a fun way i'm in dream 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 she'll be like bitch are you are you hungry (laughs) like it's so funny like we do it someone's just walking past your house with an open window and they're like ooh, Ooh, yeah yeah so now is this uh, well i think we need to get on to in this season amy's obviously got some big news tammy is losing no weight by the way like there's nothing going on she's going to these doctors like once a month and it's bad and then there comes along comes jerry 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 we hear that tammy has a boyfriend Mm mm-hmm and she says she's been um, six. Um, uh, sorry, I was reading something other. Yeah, she's been speaking to him for a couple of years. Um, online, and online, right? And then um, she is, you know, in between this, she's going to these doctors, and then she has to go to a, a new doctor. I've got, I made a note here that this is this is how Tammy is with her doctors. Just to go back to this, because this is she's talking about Jerry and how excited she is and. Um, mm-hmm. to meet him and you think wouldn't you know you've met a new partner wouldn't that give you something to spur you along and but no she's still gaining the weight she knows she's gaining the weight she has a new doctor appointment to go and see a new doctor and she just says i hope he's not a dick and it's like <laughs> yeah i mean tammy you have some cheek you have some cheek we see jerry when do we see him for the when he comes to the house right that's she's met yeah. him before yeah she, he's coming he, she, to visit or something yeah i think that, you know what it was that's what it was they went to atlanta to see a doctor and he okay. came over you didn't see him then but she says oh he came over and she's doing like this confessional thing and she's like yes we made love <laughs> moving on and then jerry comes to uh, visit her in dixon kentucky and he's he's driven like eight hours or something to come and meet her and he and he t- she's getting ready and she can see her in the camera she's getting really excited she she wasn't excited enough though to change the t-shirt she was wearing that had holes in it on the arms mm. that was yeah. fine we'll we'll just we'll just we'll just leave that for the boyfriend um so then jerry turns up 
And Jerry's continual posture is he's, he's a tall, very slim man, always never not in a hoodie, doesn't matter what the temperature is in Kentucky, in a hoodie, and his hands are in the pockets of the hoodie constantly. And sometimes, most of the times, the hood, up, hood is up as well. The conversation between the two of them, I mean, there really isn't anything. Um, he comes and just sits outside with her, and then um, Amy comes out. And they, I had to write down this conversation. So he's arrived, and um, you can see Tammy's like glowing, and he just sits down, hands in his pockets, doesn't doesn't really say anything they're just like oh okay Tammy doesn't even look him in the eyes it was all really really awkward then Amy Mm -hmm. comes out and Amy just goes what's up and Jerry just goes nothing silence silence and then she goes so do you have any children Jerry's 45 years old he has six children and five grandchildren unclear where any of them are unclear whether he has a job all of that's a big mystery with Jerry. We just know that he sits there and pulls out a big plastic bag full of candy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, it, he, it, that was a really hard meeting. Like the motivation behind the people wanting to date her is often not great because in case you don't know about this, there are these people known as feeders okay mm-hmm. and it's a fetish so their mm-hmm. fetish is making obese people bigger the bigger the better they they like they are turned on and into feeding obese people and continuing their physique as it is and making them even bigger and yeah. these these types of it's on the show it's it's always been men so these types of men that have been um dating Tammy and interested in Tammy it's just really sad because she wants love you know and obviously you know mm. she says on the show too like obviously she wants to like get laid and like all the normal things that people adult people want but she attracts these people who don't have the best intentions and Jerry comes around yeah he's like snacking on junk food in front of her constantly mm. it's just he's no Michael I'll say that. It's not. Um, there are, there's only one Michael. But you're right. He, so he comes in and he's going to stay a couple of days, just brings a backpack. I mean, everything about him is dodgy. Like, you don't know. He doesn't have. Doesn't appear to have a job. Doesn't Has, like, all these kids and grandkids. It's unclear whether he's been married or not married. There's oh, no... I... Sorry to cut you off, Go. but I, I just Googled him because I felt like there was more I should know about him. Yeah. And... Um, according to ScreenRant.com, another one of oh, Kate's nice. amazing sources, yes. um, he was married when he was on the show. There you go. Yeah. So as so. I said, just dodge beyond dodge. And then um, you see him. So he's hanging around. And I mean, it's painful. He doesn't for, for him. He doesn't talk. He just look. I understand. Not everyone is going to be comfortable in front of a camera crew. Not everyone is going to be comfortable expressing themselves. But 
dude he had the personality of like a wet blanket there was just nothing like nothing that he just doesn't say anything and the, yeah. the, well the one thing he did say is you see there's it's near it's, it's near halloween and um amy and um tammy are doing this video for youtube which is where they earn money so right um you see they're jerry working. just they're working you see jerry sat net watching them do it and then when they finish he gets up and he says quote this don't look like a job and i wanted to say i'm sorry jerry and, and your career what, what what did you go to graduate school for again what was your profession i mean it really dude give me a break judging those two who are and you know tammy was sending him money i'm just gonna throw that out there you know that was happening probably and it's honestly ableist because as i said before amy is handicapped she's legally blind and it's true yeah can't work be- at a lot many jobs because of this and mm-hmm. this is her way of making money and it might not look like a serious job to him but like he she's she's about. making she's she has hundreds of thousands of followers like yeah that's hard to is, do actually yeah it's extremely hard to do and what was her famous quote i pay my bills my bills are paid oh yeah yeah she says yeah i actually wrote it down yeah bitch i've been grown i pay my bills my bills are paid Paid. oh that is my (laughs) favorite quote from the whole show oh it's so wonderful then they go oh then there's a painful scene i mean a lot of these scenes are i mean you know that it's reality tv so they're forced to film certain setups and things like that but when they they go to this halloween store right and you know tammy is in really bad shape she can't walk she's in this um in this wheelchair and of course the person that pushes her constantly is michael michael is doesn't say a word and pushes her around she complains and it is i mean and as amy kept saying it's 600 pounds of dead weight can you imagine the strength to push that around it's not an electric wheelchair um so michael's pushing her through the store and then there's a there's a doorway to get through to go to this other section and tammy says oh i hate it when people don't make doorways big enough yeah i I mean i'm i'm sorry um i'm sorry we didn't do that for you tammy and then um michael's like sweating and getting her through and then she chooses this she's looking for a 6x costume and it's like a black bat I mean, and I think TLC set this up. It was like a black, black, just a big blanket. And she just has that like across her. And mm-hmm. they pick these, um, they pick these costumes and Jerry just goes off and finds, oh, I don't know, vampire. It was just, it was all so awkward. They go to this like hayride with their sister Misty. And um, it was just the level of communication. I can't imagine what it was like with them trying to get these interviews out of them. There was, he, he just didn't say anything. He just didn't say anything. I mean, what was his motivation really? It's, I mean, I feel like if you want to be on television, you'd, you'd play it up a little be bit. Be more of a ham. Yeah. I didn't even do that. I mean, is yeah. he get, was he getting money? He was getting money off it, right? Probably sure. at least a daily rate of a couple hundred bucks. Well, definitely money off the show. No, I'm talking about from Tammy oh oh um i don't know if that's ever brought up but it's a complete look it's it's me completely guessing but i don't understand he just wanted to have sex with her i don't know i don't know but he's there for um a while and they go on this hayride and then the next couple of scenes you see um 
Jerry talking about the spider bite that Tammy got. And they zoom it. There's no warning. They should have done a warning on this. They zoom into this spider bite that he's trying to help her clean on the side of her body. And it's like full gangrene. It was rough. Did you see that? I forgot about that. I, I oh my so Paul God. so Pauline just watched all three seasons. I mm. didn't go back and watch everything since I'd already seen it. I like mm-hmm. I focus more on like the deep diving their YouTube and stuff like that. But well, you um, do the hard research on screenrant.com. I mean, yeah. you go to those lengths, Kate. <laughs> I mean, before we know it, it's Daily Mail. I mean, you're going to, you, you really are. I look forward to the day when <gasps> I report from Daily Mail. Oh, we've made or it. Or page six or something. Oh, no, that's, come on now. That. I mean, that's unrealistic, but. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, anyways, I. Un- now that you brought it up, I remember, like, some of this stuff mm-hmm. I kind of forgot, but when you bring it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was gnarly. It, it was, was gnarly. bad. It was bad. Yeah. So he's like, that's the first time, by the way, you see him have any affection towards her or help her. And when Michael was like, Michael was wheeling her around the entire time, and Amy pointed out Jerry never even helped push her in a wheelchair. Yeah, um, come on. Ugh. So he's there for a while, um, like maybe four or five days, and Tammy's talking about getting married. And if he's going to give her a ring, I mean, it was, ah, oh, you, you Sad. see that it's, and you believe that she believes this. I mean, yeah. you really do. It's not her just saying it for effect. She is desperate for attention. This poor girl, she never had it growing up, whatever that does to you. And then with her insecurities, with her weight, a man that even looks in her direction, she's, it's, it's everything to her. Yeah. Um, and then you see her go to the dentist. Now, this was another really dark, oh, fuck, dark story. She's at the dentist and she has, you've seen this from the beginning, but a missing tooth um, in her top row. And she only now, like, explains what happened. And she said she was in school. And imagine just getting mercilessly bullied, right, all through school. And she said she tripped and fell on the corner of a lunch table and knocked three teeth out. Oh, God. Can you, first of all, imagine how painful, how all of that that comes with that, but the fact you were also super overweight, bullied by everyone around you, nobody probably helped. Like, that made me so sad when I heard that. Oh, That's she, how she's they, missing her tooth. The kids were probably laughing in her face oh, while she's bleeding. I would not be surprised. Kids are so mean. Oh, it was horrible horrible so she goes to the dentist and i had to rewind this bit because i did think i heard this incorrectly and i would like to add when it comes to dentists yes i'm from england all right so i got all the jokes let's get that out of the way um but she she is sat there and the dentist is kind of going over her history she says i haven't been to the dentist in about 10 years and she's and he goes okay so how often do you brush your teeth and she is twice a week Oof. So i rewound because i swear she's you know, twice a day no, twice a week. All right. There we go. Um, and anyway, so that was a doctor, that was a dentist scene. And he says, oh, they're actually not that bad. Da, da, da. Then this whole rest of the season is kind of the baby, building up to the baby. Tammy's mm-hmm. still going to the doctors. Not qualifying for any type of surgery because she's just either gaining weight and they think Jerry's becoming a feeder and bringing her all this rubbish to eat. Um so they're getting into panic mode. You see the introduction here of her brother 
uh, Chris, who I love. I just think he's I love Chris. I love Chris. He's direct. He's an intelligent guy. He wants to help his sisters. He's loving and he's on a health journey himself. Um, he wants to now get the surgery as well. So he's like, listen, Tammy, we're going to do this together. We're going to figure this out. We're going to lose the weight. I'm going to get the surgery. You're going to get the surgery. Um, so he's just lovely. He's married. He's got daughters, but he's married to his second wife who I never heard speak. And I think she's like really the female Michael. She is the female Michael. She is. But wasn't there some hint that she was very religious and she like always covers her body up and always wears skirts? Did you notice that? Oh, I have forgotten about that, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised because yeah, she does. She does dress yeah. quite conservatively. She does. Yeah. yeah. And there, there was some mention of that. Um, okay. But but anyway, he's lovely. And then um, they go to they have a baby shower for Amy and there was a shocking statement. They they were the kind of the, the siblings without Tammy were saying, we need to do something. She's got this guy in her life who's feeding her. Um, we suspect he's a feeder. She's not doing anything to lose this weight. Um, nothing's working. And then Amy suggests, or, or Chris, the brother, says, why don't we do a meal service? And Amy said, we did that before. They delivered 32 meals, which she ate in two days. Yeah. And honestly, I had been thinking that the whole time I'd been watching this show. I was like, okay, they just need to like not have much food in the house exactly. and then have her meals delivered, exactly. healthy meals, correct portions, mm-hmm. and that's that. And then they but, say that, you know. But and this is like, where it comes to the level of manipulation because you're thinking, well, where does she get the food? And right. the, the, the constant repetition that goes on about why is she gaining this weight? Because she can't move and she can't go to the shops on her own. So no. you're thinking, okay, well, where is she? Is she ordering Postmates or something? But they're in the middle of nowhere. There isn't Postmates, I don't right. believe. I think they've Probably kind of not. said that. So what, or, or Uber Eats or whatever, because they really are in a, like a, a less than a thousand people in this town. So what's happening is, is that Amy's, you know, doing her laundry, taking out her trash, doing really everything for this woman because Tammy can't move, essentially. And um, she's bringing her her food. And Amy says that Tammy will say, I want A, B, and C. And she goes and buys it for her um, because if she doesn't, she says, it's my money. And I'll call the police on you for stealing my money or something ridiculous. Essentially, Tammy's just completely emotionally manipulating Amy to. Well, she do what makes she her wants. she makes her life a living hell if she doesn't she does. get the food she wants. So she it's easy to be like, "Oh, they like they're doing this to her because how else is she getting the food?" Which mm-hmm. yes, but mm-hmm. also like the reality of living next to her or living with her basically and her like screaming at you and being Mm -hmm. awful to you unless you give her more food like I think a lot of people would give into that yeah it's it's, just to get some peace and quiet it's an addict it's you're enabling an addict and people that enable addicts it's usually due to great manipulation and emotional distress and and at this point you see amy and michael every time i say michael i can't say michael i'll say oh michael because he's so lovely (laughs) um they are talking about getting a house which to amy you know she says very clearly and astutely that this was something i could never have dreamt of as a child 
you know we had nothing sometimes we didn't even have food so Mm -hmm. to own a house is just such an achievement which is right it is for anyone but especially for someone that came from really where she came from um and they're looking and even when they're looking at a house they're thinking of tammy oh that we, we need to put a ramp in because she can't get upstairs i mean her whole and she's pregnant she has mm-hmm. a husband her mm-hmm. whole life is consumed by her sister's uh, need for food yeah yeah it's awful it's really really sad to watch because you just look at it and you think oh well all she has to do is lock her in a room and or she can't move out of a house so only stick a load of vegetables in her fridge but she can't even cook because no. she can't reach onto the oven or the stovetop because she says her stomach's in the way so she has to get everything pre-made so you just you don't know how you would win like she oh it's it stresses me out thinking about it i can't imagine living the way amy did every second of her day was dictated by what tammy needed and these car journeys when they're going up to these doctors Mm. i mean she can't she says she hasn't sat in a car seat for like seven or ten years or something insane Mm -hmm. so they have to do a flat and like a minivan type of thing and she just lays out i mean it is you you get so desensitized watching shows like this but when you step back and you look and you think her heart her organs her skeleton trying to hold up 600 pounds it it makes me i know it's oversimplifying to say it makes me so angry because there are people that would give anything to be able to be healthy enough to walk or have the opportunity to walk but you do get to that point where you're watching the show you think there are people that have been in horrendous accidents or have you know have been born with certain circumstances where things are completely out of their control they will never be able to walk they will never be able to do x y and z tammy can she can do that if she wants to and that's something that the siblings repeat all the time and later the nurse doesn't mm-hmm. it, is that season three they get the nurse yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah i yeah, love yeah, her yeah, yeah. so yeah, she's great um this is something that they say to her all the time they're like tammy you can do it but then there's also so she kind of becomes the boy who cried wolf because they never know if she's claiming to be in pain to get out of something because right. just because she's feeling anxious or doesn't want to do it or if she's really in pain because she she is in a lot of pain because the car the um the cartilage is like worn out between her joints and you know and and so her bones are they're just rubbing together and holding up all this weight and so she legitimately is in a ton of pain just just doing basic things but but they you can see sometimes she hams that up you know in certain situations so that is a huge thing that they're they're always trying to get through to her like you can do like come on like you can do this and it and and that's where you get as a viewer you're like come on tammy and oh hello it's pauline again and i am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch hooray okay this will only take a minute you are obviously a fan of the absurd if you're listening to this so i'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd real housewives franchise on bravo 
I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Real Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. Back to the show. Is is the baby born at the end or is that the biggest? Yes. Okay, yeah, so Gage. The baby's born. Oh. Baby Gage. Oh. Baby Gage. He's so cute. He and is. they He's just love him. Baby. They love him so much. Yeah. You can just tell that any anyone would be so lucky to have parents like Amy and Michael. You really can. You can just yeah, you can tell Gage is going to be their whole life. Like they ju- they absolutely. are obsessed with him. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're going to give him the best life and you can just tell, you know, the you know, it would be easy like you were saying earlier, you know, Amy um is uh, legally blind so she can't drive she can't do work a lot there's a lot of jobs she can't do she could have just sat and not done anything but she chose and worked to get a youtube career which landed this show which is fantastic for her and you can tell she puts all that money aside which she said that mm-hmm. you've seen season three she puts all that money aside she's smart she's a smart she- woman she could have sat and just done nothing she could have repeated every cycle Exactly. Or she could have blown her TLC paycheck Mm -hmm. on a bunch of bullshit, but she Mm -hmm. didn't. And they Mm -hmm. save money and they buy a house. So let's, yeah, let's go into season three. Let's go into it. Yeah. So this is the most recent season. As I said, it just ended, uh, not too long ago and, Mm -hmm. um, they have baby Gage. Mm-hmm. They, at the beginning of the season, are still living in the same house. And Tammy is living, you know, in the other part of the house, the the duplex. And um, she, Amy, has decided that she needed to hire a nurse to give her mm-hmm. some relief from being a full-time caretaker. Because she's a mother now to this baby. And yeah. she needs the energy to give to her child mm-hmm. and, and so she quite, yeah go okay. ahead i was just gonna say she quite rightly said as well gage is number one that's right. who's number one now and we also we should add that um going into season beginning of season three um tammy had covid yes yes so she had covid and she was it wasn't life support but she was very very ill in the hospital for a while so you see her just coming back and she's on oxygen now and she's putting yep. more weight i yep. mean it, yeah tammy point, tammy's in a bad way tammy is in a really bad there was a point in I'm, I'm remembering this now end of season one going into season two tammy was going to the shops the grocery store on her own do you remember that she was going on her own she was oh, off yeah. her walker yeah she was down to whatever it was like 550 or even less She was Mm -hmm. independent. She didn't even use that walker anymore. And you're Mm -hmm. into season three. She's gained all the weight back and more. And she cannot function. I mean, she's pretty... She's housebound, nearly bedbound. The doctor says to her, in all seriousness, you have four years. You have four years left of life if you Mm -hmm. carry on this way. Yep. The stakes are higher. All of the siblings are terrified that they're going to have to put their little sister in an early grave. And they Absolutely. say as much and they say as much on TV. Mm-hmm. They're getting to the point where they're that's what they have to say to her. They're like, mm-hmm. We don't want to bury you, Tammy. 
Like yeah. it, so that's where we are. Season three. It's like, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And you just see Amy progressing more and more with her life. And she's, they bought a house, which is such a massive achievement for anyone, mm-hmm. especially for her. And she's so proud of Mike or Mike, or he's so proud as well. <laughs> and, um, they have they their t- beautiful baby, beautiful yeah. baby that they just dote on and adore and love, and he just seems like happy and bright, and he just just seems like everything they wanted. And then you see Chris a lot more as well, this brother, which is he's great, and he lost his weight, then he gained some back, and then he in season three qualifies for the weight loss surgery once again. Mm-hmm. Someone else and Tammy, she put the weight back on. Yep. And the doctor gives up on her. He says, I'm giving you yep. to somebody else. I, c- I can't do anything. You don't listen to anything. You don't, you know, you're not taking any of our advice. And then they end up putting her, she goes to a rehab, doesn't she? She goes to a weight rehab. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. So, Tammy goes to a weight rehab and loses, I believe, about 60 pounds. And that's what it was, yeah. And decides that she doesn't want to be there anymore and leaves early against everyone's advice yeah of course i mean we knew that you just felt it coming yeah can you see her they've got i mean it is 24-hour care and she's exercising they're doing these are trained professionals they have her um you know doing these exercises just getting up steps i mean you cannot really picture your life where you can't go up a step because mm-hmm. your body is just broken and mm-hmm. it's not broken to some as i said before like some accident or something that you know fate decided for you it was because of what you put in your body mm-hmm. what you what your hand put to your mouth mm-hmm. has created this and yeah. when you really break it down like that that stark reality of it it's frustrating it's, it's it's horrendous it's they 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 do touch on therapy as well because i'm sure that's what if you've never watched this you're like where they need to go to therapy there's obviously all these issues from their childhood and these darks whatever went on you do see them in a couple of therapy sessions but that's it a couple of therapy sessions i mean nothing is really a deep dive when it comes to therapy for them well and she's so closed off she doesn't Mm. like going she doesn't like going to therapy and when they do get her into a session she's rude she's quite Mm -hmm. rude to the therapist and the therapist is asking her questions she's giving one word answers Mm, i don't know Mm, no i don't want to talk about it so childlike and so she leaves she leaves the rehab which is you realize at this point as a viewer you're like because constantly my mom and I are discussing it like what does she need to do what would be the best thing and the rehab you're like yeah that's where she needs to be that's what she needs but she leaves and throughout this season it starts bad it gets worse she develops a drinking habit (gasps) we find out later in the season that she's going through about eight fifths of liquor a week she's vaping she's probably smoking weed or something i think i can't remember if that's mentioned but she's partying she's partying a lot heavily with these quote-unquote friends and god don't get me started on them yeah (laughs) so so amy has hired this nurse um tisa 
Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Tisa. I think it's Tisa. Yeah. Tisa. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to anyone if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I think it's Tisa. Yeah. Um, She's great. She is a breath of fresh air. She Mm -hmm. comes into Tammy's home and is very motivated to get Tammy to make progress. So she's and it's she's not asking her to jog around the block she's like okay today we're gonna walk to the mailbox and back and tammy at this point i mean her attitude is piss poor she oh, is it's like so rough. It's so rough. she just won't do she won't do it and mm. so you see this nurse trying and trying and trying to motivate her to do this stuff they go to the pool mm-hmm. for on one episode and Honestly, I th- this is something I proposed to my mom. I think that swimming mm-hmm. is the perfect exercise for her because whenever Absolutely. there's in season one, I think yep. her and Amy go to yep. the pool, the she public loved it. pool. She, she loved, it. loved it. You mm-hmm. never, you never see a bigger smile on her face than when she's swimming in the pool. I and I was like, see, she likes that. Like it gives her joy and it's a great exercise and it's easy on her limbs. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, but it's given up. It's nothing's followed through because yeah. unless someone does absolutely everything for her, it will not be done. Yeah. It just won't. And yeah. these, you see these, as you say, these quote unquote friends, I don't know where they came from. It's never explored, but she suddenly has these group of like three or four men around her that you see her handing money to go into the shop to buy liquor so they can quote unquote party at her house. And you, it's so rough watching it. And they're like, oh, queen, queen. They keep calling her queen, queen and acting queen just, Jenny. just like they, like they're um, in adoration of her while they put, basically put their hand in her wallet to go and I buy I think booze. these are townies that came out of the woodworks when oh, she got famous God. and they're like, oh, I'm going to go party at Tammy's and be on TV. You know, that's it as well. We've got to remember in season three. Now they're well known. They're, yeah. they're well known. And remember, if you're coming from a tiny town and suddenly you're on TLC, like you and you've got your three seasons. These people will think she's like a multimillionaire. Like they will think, oh, she's got a pot of money in there. Like, let's go and take. I'm sure she's doing a hell of a lot better, I'm sure, than the rest of the people there. But um, and she's got, you know, this notoriety and this infamy. Um mm-hmm. And yeah. so people, you, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, actually. I'm surprised we haven't seen people beforehand um, hanging around her to try. But these, and they're like, oh, come on, let's party. Hey, do you want a slice of pizza? And you know, everything's on her dime. You know, everything is. And they're giving her shots and she's vaping and she's talking to the camera. Oh, I'm just happy because I'm partying. I never got to party. And you want, then you just suddenly see this flash of, I get it. You never get had it. a teenage years. You never had any popularity. You were never invited to parties. You were never out there boozing. You were at home and depressed and all of this. So you think, fuck it. You know, everyone's yeah. telling me I'm going to die. I may as well booze it up. I may as well drink and smoke and do whatever I can. And I'm enjoying myself. And then you yeah. see Amy getting a house, having a baby, then pregnant with baby number two. Mm-hmm it leaves it makes sense i mean when you really sit there and like put yourself in her shoes it's like when she the producers and the therapists and everyone's asking her like why are you partying like this it's terrible for your body it's gonna put you in the hospital and you just see her sigh and be like because i just wanted to feel happy for once 
And it's like, it's awful. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. it is, yeah, we do. We, we understand it. It's just this level of self-destruction and just her giving up. I mean, the season ends, I, I literally watched, like, I think a couple of minutes of the first episode. I didn't even watch the, the finale. But what? how did it really conclude, the most okay, recent Okay, so season? it's a good conclusion you'll be happy with. Okay. Tammy comes to the conclusion on her own. She tells everyone, I'm going back to rehab. Okay. Okay. Good. And she okay. says, she says, this time I'm going to stay for six months to a year. I'm going to stay <gasps> a long time. And oh. so they, and so the family all gathers to send her off to rehab and, um, they take her and she, she checks in and, and then you're like, oh yeah, she's in rehab. And then they, they come back with confessionals and they tell you that she, um, had to go to the hospital like the next day. And had a, a huge scare, and uh, they almost, and they almost lost her. Oh, shit. but but she's she's okay. Um, okay. I, she posted on Instagram today, and I commented, "Way to go, Tammy!" <laughs> I always com- I comment <laughs> because such a good supporter, Kate. I try to be, and what I have found actually is most of the commenters at this point are positive. There are definitely good. haters who are very yeah. rude, but the majority of people are like, "Yeah, go, Tammy!" and um, I think that that's one of the positives from the show is that she now has like a fan base rooting for her. And I think that helps her actually. Good. Okay. So well, that sounds positive. I mean, we, as you can see, this is why we dedicated a whole episode just to this show, because there was so much to unpack for it. And it honestly isn't like, um, this hasn't been our lightest episode to date because it really isn't a light show. You know, you go in thinking it's going to be some spectacle of, oh, wow, these huge people like a sideshow. But for once, and I'm just going to say this, uh, Kate, before we get onto our rating system, I think TLC did a fantastic job with this show. All I right. think TLC taught us something showed us different perspectives um made us understand that um it's so easy to judge people um and especially them in their circumstances when and you peel back a couple of these layers and you you, you're rooting for them you're Mm -hmm. invested in them you're wanting the best for them and you see just a whole complex parts of their personalities and and um I think that I learned, I, I was crying in, in it, you know, I was crying yeah. in it and I, I, I'm invested and I think that TLC, I have to commend them. They did a great job with this. They really didn't make it into a sideshow that I thought they would. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Should we go into the ratings? I think we should. So where are you at? Okay. You want me to give What my... do you think? Yeah, go on, go ahead. I gave this show. So, oh, let me do my explanation. We rate every show on a scale of zero to 600 in honor of one of their most popular shows on the network, 600 Pound Life. Mm-hmm. It's how many pounds of learning, okay? Yes. And yes. I rated this show 1,000 pounds of learning. Okay. <gasps> Off the charts. Kate. Off the the charts i think this show has a lot of heart and provides Mm -hmm. an entertaining look into what it's like to struggle with extreme obesity Mm -hmm. the strong connection that the siblings have clearly contributes to the progress that some of them have made Mm -hmm. and 
what I learned is that you can't do everything on your own and it's important to always be there for your loved ones, even when they're being extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And they're also very funny and I genuinely like watching them shoot the shit. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I'm just going to copy you because I was going to give it, I'm going to go the fourth 1000. I, I agree with you. I'm going to copy you completely because yeah. I agree with everything you said. Um, and I really look forward to Jeff, the PA's side of the story of shooting that episode and the French sommelier. Like that's the, that's the thing I'm going to focus on when TLC comes out with his show in Kentucky. But I mean, really, how did he end up in Kentucky? I have someone, if you're listening to this and you are part of TLC and you know the answer to why that, or you live in Kentucky, if you live in Kentucky near Dixon and you know where that winery is, can you please email us to tell us who that man is and how he ended up in those rolling hills of Kentucky. Please. Please. (sighs) Okay. Now that we've rated them, rated them, I mean rated the show, it means it's time to spin the wheel of shame. Wheel of shame. (laughs) Wheel of shame. Okay. So as we said before, the beginning of the show, we have plugged in to a um, the Wheel of Shame, as we've named it, um, all 112 shows on the TLC network. Each week we spin it so we can get two random shows for to cover for the following podcast episode. So, Kate, you ready? I'm ready, bitch. <sighs> yeah, I'm ready, bitch. All right, let's spin the... Hang on, what do they say? Is it spin the wheel? Yeah, spin the... Is that what they say? Spin the wheel? <laughs> All I can think of is move that bus. (laughs) 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 Okay, move that bus. All right, let's see what we get. (laughs) Okay, come on. Oh, by the way, I want to say my psychic prediction was it was going to be something about weddings I don't want it to be. Okay, what is it? Okay, our first one is going to be... Oh, no. This looks dark. Okay, our first one is called Rattled... A Paralyzed Mother's Story. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Never even heard of that one. Okay. Rattled A Paralyzed Mother's Story. Have you written that down, Kate? Write that down because I'm going to forget that one. Okay. And the next one. As I said, yeah, my psychic prediction was going to be something with weddings, which is... Okay. The second show we're going to cover next week is... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. Ugh. What I don't know what's worse than a what's worse than the wedding sto- wedding shows is a baby show a baby story that's what it's called a baby it's called story a baby story okay yeah. God is this going to be like women giving birth because I, I that's not something I've signed up for when I wanted to do this podcast but uh, <laughs> look we have some winners we have some losers but um so we've got a baby story and then rattled a paralyzed what was that rattled, rattled a paralyzed mother's story two stories Ooh, that's i also be... wanted to, this is a little side note mm. but have you seen there's a brand new show out now because you say 112 shows but i feel like they're putting out new shows almost oh every day we can't keep up we cannot is it about but, the sommelier only if it's about the sommelier we'll, we'll pick up okay. that show no it's not about the sommelier but it is called thousand pound best friends or something Oh, shit. Hang on. We might need to add that to the Wheel of Shame, really. So I think it needs to go oh, on the wheel because it looks pretty good. 
Okay, we're adding it to the wheel. So we okay, now great. have a hundred. <laughs> this podcast will never end. I just want everyone to know. Lucky it's for you guys. You're so lucky, guys. Um, okay, so we have our two shows for next week, as we mm-hmm. always say. Um, you have a week to find them yourselves, watch them, get an overview, so you can follow along next week and know the cast of characters. Um, before we go, we always want to do a plug for our social media, but before we plug our social media, Kate, you need to plug something yourself. Yes, so I actually have another podcast that I do uh, with my dear friend Bryce, um, and it is called Mostly Bravo. And it is a recap podcast week by week. We're going through the episodes that have aired on the Bravo Network, uh, mm-hmm. the main ones anyway, that everyone's talking about. We mm-hmm. also touch on The Bachelor, and um, sometimes we'll fit in some pop culture talk. Um, so if you are interested, if you watch Bravo, um, which is probably likely if you watch TLC. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> lots of crossover The majority there. of this audience, yeah. Yeah, uh, go ahead and follow us at Mostly Bravo on Instagram and yes. uh, you can keep up with us there yes you must and um it's fantastic podcast you guys need to go and subscribe and listen and while you're doing that and watching um the tlc shows and watching all the bravo shows um don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok at tender loving care pod and if you would like to email us words of enthusiasm tender loving care pod at gmail.com all right, Kate, we have our assignments for next week. This has been a thrilling ride, a thrilling ride today. It's been the tequila's gone, the Red Bull is still there because I just couldn't bring myself. I just, it's, it's, it just reminds, you know what it is? Red Bull smells like regret. That's what it is. It's just regret in a can. So yep. right now I'm just going to gently push that to the side but the tequila has been has been uh red bull red bull is like you are gearing up to do something you shouldn't really is (laughs) i do have some good memories on it but that's for another podcast all right so we have our assignments katie kate i will see you next week and until then everyone thanks for listening and uh bye i love you bitch love you bitch bye When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.